y'all. Uh, a wonderful reward, a blessing. Psalm 127 talks about the nature of the children in our lives. It's a reward from the, from the Lord, the children in our families. And, um, you know, we, we are a small church, uh, but when we uh, have our kids get together, you find the, it's a pretty high proportion of people that can't vote yet, right? That's kind of how we define them, the young folks here. We have some that have grown up here. And even some that are, well, like my own son, who's not here temporarily, uh, at least, hopefully. Pray for us, guys. Um, with my grandson out in Lubbock, who grew up here, right? We're starting to see those things. Um, uh, blessings and rewards in our lives, multi-generationally, uh, again. And that's a wonderful thing that we can give thanks for. We all have it. Right, And I told you that I wasn't going to talk real long, and I intend to keep that promise because we not only have this, we have like pie and stuff uh, afterwards. Uh, we're, we no longer have to smell the, the turkey roasting in the kitchen right here, but uh, it is roasting. And we're warming up, and we have all that goodness, and we're going to enjoy that fellowship deeply together. Um, but we know we're going to enjoy that in a building, aren't we? Uh, a building that I... Should I even mention when the first permit was pulled? <laughs> a long time ago, I think it was 2006, and it got done this last summer, occupancy. The occupancy was almost anticlimactic in a way. They walked in and said, yep, looks good. Just that simple in the end, uh, and we're going to enjoy that. But you know, one thing that we've never fallen into the trap of in the years that I've been the pastor here, which is uh, 13 total years that I've been at El Paso Bible Church, we've never fall into the trap of seeking the building for the building, right? The building is there uh, so that we can do things in it for which we give thanks. That's what it's for. Uh, and we were doing that in this building. You can tell because the carpet is real well loved, right? Things like that. We've, we've been using things to good effect for many years, and we've always had the same values. But we can thank the Lord that he has brought that to fruition and that we can enjoy it. Um, after many years of, of praying and seeking it out. And uh, it's for people uh, to experience reasons to be thankful for God and God's gifts. Uh, that's what it's for. Uh, and, and I want you to know that, that uh, I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. Um, this is a privilege to be able to serve in this role. And uh, thankful for the years that I have been a pastor here, uh, and I'm thankful for the fruits of that ministry. Uh, 13 years is a long enough time to watch a few ankle biters become useful. Yeah? Even my own, right? We talked about that. You can be not useful for a long time. That's almost, by, no offense, children, but we're, it's a real, it's an eye-opener when y'all become useful, right? No offense. We're not trying to hurt you. We love you when you're not useful, but man, gets easier, gets easier. We've watched that happen. Uh, I think we probably have the youngest worship team in big church uh, that I've ever seen. It used to be because Jacob was up there, but he got older too. He's back there, he's not even paying attention. That's why I can get away with that. But guys, I'm thankful. Uh, for you. I'm thankful for your families and for the commitment to service uh, in the church. Um, 
to see these young men and women, women and, and young couples uh, planning their lives together. Uh, we have seen marriages and engagements and relationships moving in that direction. Father, we, we, we thank the Lord for that as Father watching over his children. Um, and, you know, we always talk about that in El Paso. For many years, we, we had a, a very high proportion of people who were here for a very short time. Just because military and corporate moves, and we're thankful for them. Um, I keep track. Well, I don't keep track on them. I'm not the NSA. I keep, we have a, an ongoing communication relationship. It is bilateral. It's not like the federal government, right? Um, I'm interested, and they're interested, and, and seeing how the Lord is using them as they've gone out of El Paso. A lot, many, many, many people have done that, but also we prayed to the Lord as well over many years, and elders can confirm this, that we would have people come for whom this is home. El Paso is home. The area, you know. Um, it's not all, it never becomes home for everybody, right? Never. Some people think they landed on the moon when they come here. Um, and they're doing all that they can to get out. Even while serving the Lord sometimes at El Paso Bible Church. But we're thankful for them as well and don't want to forget how the Lord has used them here. And I'll tell you what, and this is going to sound harsh, but I'm, I'm getting used to it. I'm, I'm even thankful for the stinkers. Y'all don't know what I mean. I'm thankful for all, all the difficult people. None of y'all. I'm thankful for the people that walked out of here in a huff. Thinks I'm the most boring thing since mud. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Because I'm not, wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for those, in a way. And the Lord ministers to us in all the ways. And everybody in the church, right, as a pastor. And I, I'm thankful for the Lord sending them in my life uh, to teach me, to train me, and to grow me. And I would encourage you to have that perspective you're going to have to if you're going to be in church. Yes? That everybody in the church is a minister of God's grace in your life, even if they don't really like you or you don't really like them. No amens on that one. Y'all amen the turkey and the gravy and the pie and all that. Well, yeah, 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 amen. Uh, yeah, I'm thankful for those things. But I said I wouldn't talk too long. I could, I could fill a long, long time. There's many facets to this, right? I'd like to read a passage to you quickly. You're not used to hearing this passage on Thanksgiving, but it's totally a Thanksgiving passage, okay? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. It says, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a generous or a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. 
Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but also is overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Now, I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you that about nine times out of ten, you're going to walk into a church teaching on that passage just about anywhere, and they're going to talk to you about putting a check in the offering plate and expecting checks to come back in the mail. I mean, maybe it's Venmo, but you get the idea, right? You're going to give a little bit of money, and a bunch of money is going to come back to you. That's not what it's about, is it? (laughs) In fact, it's only narrowly about money. It's about what we would call time, talents, and treasures is a good way to put it, right? All the things that you can give in serving God. Um, You know, we don't talk a lot about money at El Paso Bible Church, and we're not going to do it today because that passage is about becoming people, becoming people for whom others give thanks. Did you catch that at the end? Um, The the service that we engage in using our gifts to serve others, we, we never run out of God's resources. That's what it says. He gives seed to the sower and he gives bread. In other words, he's in charge of the whole process. He doesn't just start you off well. He provides for the whole process of providing what you need. He gives abundantly, and the more abundantly you give, the more abundantly he gives, you never run out. That's why it can't always be about money, right? It can't be about money only because you can run out of money. (laughs) But God promises that you will abound in what he wants you to give. But the whole point there is this, that you become people, I become a person for whom others give thanks. We can give that way because God promises that we'll never run out of time, of talent, treasures to do what he wants us to do. It's not a prosperity gospel at all. It's not a prosperity message. It's a serving message. We should give cheerfully and abundantly because God gives cheerfully and abundantly without end. And it's not really about the transfer of stuff back and forth. It's designed, it's designed to bring us joy and to cause other people to give thanks around us. And sometimes you may not, you may not know all the things that people give thanks for about you. That's one of the things that I mentioned. I, I keep in touch with people who leave uh, El Paso. At least the ones that want to stay in touch. And you know what I hear frequently? We really miss El Paso Bible Church. We really miss our church in El Paso. We miss the people there. And we've never found another one like it. That's that's not uncommon. Very common. Very, very common. We moved wherever, wherever they told us to move, wherever we thought we wanted to move. We've never found another church like El Paso Bible Church. That's legit actual words that are spoken to me on a regular basis. 
So I want to encourage you, the things that you're doing are working. They're doing what God wants you to do with your lives, and they have done for many years. Um, El Paso Bible Church has succeeded um, in the mission that God has given us to this point. We always want more butts in the seats as pastors, right? Always. We'll never say no, right? But it is amazing how God has worked in this church. If, if everybody that simply had to move in the last three or four or five years was still here, you, we'd need a second service. We would. But we would rather see the Lord working in El Paso Bible Church <laughs> in this way also rather than only one way. And people are giving thanks for them in other places. Becoming people for whom they're thankful. Now that brings me to our, our second testimony. I've given you testimony. Joy's carried her testimony up on that cool little baby carrier, carrier thing. Have you ever seen one like that? It was like a little shelf. That's the coolest thing ever. Um, I like that. You've seen that. But we have one more testimony. Bill, why don't you come on up? And Alex, are you coming up too or are you going to stay there? She's staying there. Okay, all right. She's going to be with you in spirit. I know how that is. Okay. Um, Bill is one of our supported missionaries. He's also one of our neighbors. You'll see Bill hustling back and forth on foot back between here and his house yep. and supported missionaries. So, Bill, would you tell us? Uh, let me turn that back on for you. <laughs> and, uh, and tell us a little bit about what your ministry does. Okay. Um. Y'all work fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, and back, hold the yeah. record. Um, of a house being built. It was three hours and 48 minutes. My goodness. Um, <clears throat> but that's a little faster than that. <clears throat> but uh, my name is Bill Orange. I live down the street. Um, <clears throat> can I say just a little prayer before I get started? Um, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. Um, <clears throat> when, <clears throat> when I was a kid, when I was four years old, I had a stroke. Um, I had a coartation of the aorta, which caused a clot, and it went up. And um, I was saved at a very, at a pretty young age. I was I was six when I got saved, um, but. I always kind of resented God for, you know, giving me a stroke. And so my spiritual growth didn't go like it should have, um, needless to say. Um, and, when, and when I was in high school, when everybody else was learning how to do things and learning how to be sociable, I got into drinking and drugs. And... Uh, my spiritual growth was, luckily God never forgot that I got saved because I, I did a lot. Um, but I got into drugs and I got into alcohol and while everybody else was learning how to live life, I was, I was doing drugs and I was drinking and I was doing everything else. Um, and that went on for quite a while. Um, I had my last drink um, 
August 17th, 1982, I, I, 1987, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and um, thank God for that. Um, but <clears throat> as I was growing up, as I was in high school, I was, I was a pretty useless individual. Um, because um, <clears throat> drinking and drugging might sound fun, but um, it, 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 it takes a toll on your, your mental, on everything, physical. Um, there's a lot of my friends that aren't here anymore because they decided not to quit drinking and drugging and um, um, <clears throat> but in uh, 1987 I, I decided I'd quit drinking and, and uh, that started my journey um, it was a while I went into AA for a while um, and um, <clears throat> if you have a problem I, I suggest maybe that's a place to start um, it took it took years to get back what uh, God meant for me to have all the time, and I I seriously do think that everything that went on before that directed me to what I do now. Um, <clears throat> in uh, the the drinking and the drugging, though. It's, it's not it's not fun it's not it's not what anybody wants being an alcoholic is not what anybody wants in life um, so if you're thinking about doing that don't just don't um, um, I eventually started going back to church I left the church um, and I eventually started um, getting into service I made coffee for a bunch of years before I came here, but that was my first, first real um, mission, or service, missionary thing. It's all missionary things. <laughs> um, I started going to church, and this uh, guy had this neat ministry where they go and they build houses. Um, my, my first trip actually wasn't building a house down here. Um, <clears throat> in, I don't know, it was like 90, 93, 94, they had a big hot, uh, flood in um, Des Moines, Iowa. And um, this guy that started missions ministry um, got a bunch of money from the promise keepers to go rebuild and so my first actual mission trip was going to Des Moines, Iowa and building or rebuilding fixing up houses that got flooded and devastated and while I was there I met uh, Ed Bullis, he was the founder of Missions Ministries and um, he invited me down here down, down to Juarez actually um, 
And so I started coming down and, and building houses. And in the beginning, um, missions ministry was just building houses. They didn't do much else. And uh, um, so I, I was on a trip one, and it was right after 9-11. And I was supposed to have a job when I came back. I was unemployed at the time. I had, um, and uh, I got back, and they they uh, I had already taken drug tests and filled out the paperwork, and I, they were just going to tell me where I was supposed to show up, and I was supposed to start work. Well, they called me Friday and told me that uh, they. Just got a thing on their desk that said, I can't hire anybody right now, and I'm oh, sorry. But So I was complaining to the founder of Missions Ministries, and he told me, uh, <clears throat> well, why don't you write down everything different me, and, um, and we'll talk. And so I wrote down everything I could do for them. I had no idea that they were planning on building a mission center in Morris. Um, at the time, so I went and talked to him, and I wrote down a bunch of stuff, and and uh, he looked at it all, and he goes, "Well, we don't do this here anymore. We don't do this anymore. We don't do this any here anymore. Uh, you'll have to move to Juarez." And I thought, "Oh, there's no way that's going to happen," and I could almost hear God laugh <laughs> when I said that. Um, but anyway, it wasn't, I, I told him I'd pray about it, and he prayed about it, and we prayed about it. And about a year and a half later, I finally moved down to Juarez. And I moved down, um, I was a single man, um, in the middle of the colonia. They didn't have running water, they didn't have, and it was, wasn't like it is today. There was nothing there but a little house and a warehouse, and um, I didn't know how to speak Spanish. Still not very good at it, um, but um, I said yes. I'll, we'll go. We'll go. I'll go. God, I'm here. Send me. Um, I have a, a quilt that a lady made for me of all the T-shirts I've had over the years, and in the center, it's it's got that verse. I'm. God, I'm here, send me. Um, and there's a verse, there's a passage in the Bible that says, well, if you um, leave your family, leave your friends, leave your property, I will repay you, not only in heaven, but here on earth. And I, I got to tell you that that's happened to me. Um, uh, God has given me so much more than I've ever had before. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful that God has made me, he took a useless nobody and uh, he gave him purpose in life. He, uh, he helps me. And like I said, and we're, um, we used to build houses. Now we have a clinic. We have two libraries um, where Students who can come in and, um, and get tutoring and 
gives them a place to hang out. We, we started a um, um, youth group ministry, and it started out with like 20 kids. Now it's up to about 100. We have to, and that's another thing about when God's involved in your plans. You better plan big because we've had to expand everything that we've had have there. Um, we had to blow out walls to the dining hall because we couldn't fit enough people in. We've had to put more rooms in because we haven't, um, we haven't, uh, we don't have enough room for them all. Um, um, we're building a trade center right now. We got, uh, we're going to teach mechanics, we're going to teach uh, welding, we're going to teach uh, carpentry. Um, we have, um, rooms upstairs that they can teach we have we've have had sewing classes um, um, there so far we haven't got a director yet we you could pray for that if you would please um, we need a director to to run the whole um, trade school um, but um, <coughs> and Everything's expanded. I have more property than ever did in Denver. I have more friends than I can possibly imagine. It. I mean, I can hardly walk through the lobby and most churches in Denver without being stopped, and and that's that's a God thing. That's not me. <laughs> um, um, and I also have more family than I ever. I have a whole new family. I got married um, here in, well, I got married, got married twice. Actually, my first anniversary, first, 17th first anniversary is um, the Monday after next. And the second 17th anniversary is uh, when, um, the sun, Saturday after that. Um, we did that. They can't, uh, pastors can't legally marry you in Mexico. So we got married um, at the courthouse in El Paso, and then we had a church wedding in, in uh, Juarez. And we had all my family came, all her family came, and it was, and we had the, the team center that everybody could stay at. It was pretty fun. Um, but um, 1 Timothy 1, um, 12 says, um, I thank our Lord Christ Jesus for giving me strength, for considering me trustworthy, and for appointing me to his service. And I'm so grateful that God sent me down here. It's been, it's been a wild ride, but it's been, I, w I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Thank you. I know you already prayed, but let's, let's do that. Thank you. All right. Um, Father, we do thank you for Bill. We thank you for Missions Ministries um, and the work that they're doing and the expanded work that they're doing, Father, that it is... Uh, uh, wonderful ministry that he's been committed to for many years, and we're thankful for him um, and for the work that he's doing. And 
uh, for the example of his thankfulness to you in his life and his testimony. Uh, we thank you for the power that that holds for us as well as we seek to be those who, for whom other people are thankful. And we thank you again for his service. And it's your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Bill. Um, yeah, that's right here, guys. Um, uh, but uh, as evidence, you'll remember that Bill mentioned that the first mission trip he went on was to Iowa, right? Just about everywhere has opportunity uh, to serve um, and to be those uh, for whom other people give thanksgiving, which is a substantial part of why we're here, guys. Uh, this morning, uh, one thing that we're going to do uh, is to give thanks together uh, for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has made for us. Um, that is our regularly scheduled programming, so to speak, on the second Sunday of the month, but it's highly appropriate, right? Sometimes I insert a, a communion service and y'all look at me like, why did you do that? Don't, because it's on the schedule. This is the normal Sunday. Uh, for it, but it is appropriate that we remember and give thanks uh, for the sacrifice that Christ made in our place, in a place that we deserved, but in His grace He substituted Himself for us in it. Um, and Paul tells us, as we'll read in a few moments, that every time we do that, that we proclaim the Lord's death until He comes, until He comes. And we ought to remember as much today as any other that He is coming and that it is uh, motivation for us to continue on in service and in thankfulness until that time. So I'll give you a few moments, uh, as we usually do, uh, to thank the Lord and to pray with, in His presence, and then I'll call the men to come forward. Men, if you would come forward.
For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, 
you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, we do thank you for the blessing of this remembrance. We thank you for the life that comes simply by grace through faith in your Son, a life that cannot be lost, and a life that we begin living the moment we trust in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the many blessings this morning that you've given to us. Uh, we thank you for the meal that we're about to enjoy and the blessing that it is to be able to fellowship together around the table in that manner as well. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us? We'll dismiss and uh, just a uh, reminder that we invite you to stay for our lunch. And so with thankfulness and faith we